Joe Pags Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Hi, great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. There's a lot going on, lots to get to, lots to talk about. Senator Rand Paul at the bottom of the hour, he had that confrontation again with uh, Dr. Fauci. And uh, Fauci didn't have any answers. Did not. Did not have any answers. Well, are people getting royalties? I don't really know. They don't have to disclose that by law. Well, why not? If you're getting royalties from, from the sales of vaccines or these shots, and you're pushing the vaccines and shots from a government pedestal, we should probably know about that. We, I talked to him about that. Plus, why would a child have to go and get the shot? And uh, Mo Brooks lost yesterday, and you've got, um, you've got Rand Paul not very happy about that. He says an establishment Republican is now running for that seat in Alabama. And, uh, and he, he wonders out loud why that happened. We talked to, to, uh, to Ray and Paul about all that and then some. And uh, next hour is going to be Katie Kuhlman, Dr. Kuhlman, about military getting woke and about the Border Patrol agent in trouble for doing his job on horseback on a Wednesday. Let's go. What's going on? Paul getting it done? Sam breaking it down? Uh huh. I got a text back from a guy during the break that he, he wanted the address. He might go check it out. Hey, that's promising. And no, he's not listening on the radio, so it's not like I guilted him into it. Need a water pump. Come on. Not asking a lot. Hump to bump on a hump day. Red hot chili peppers. So we talked a lot last hour. If you didn't join us, uh, the show is three hours long. What's your problem? Get in the car earlier. Tell the boss you got to leave the, the job earlier. I mean, it's really kind of that simple, isn't it, Carrie? Absolutely. You shouldn't have a problem with that, should they? Duh. Duh. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I talked a lot about how people aren't going out for the trades. People aren't learning vocations. People aren't taking these really, really good jobs. And and you wonder why. And you brought up fast food. You know, you know These people want $15 an hour mm-hmm. to flip the burger, yet people still aren't going to work. And when they are at work, they don't realize that the words fast and food go together like we want it fast. Now, some places are really fast. Some places take forever. Doesn't make any sense. And then you've got a situation like this one where, oh, we don't, we haven't done anything to earn the money. We don't own this house, but we're going to go and take it over. And not only are we going to take the house over, we're going to broadcast it live on social media that we've broken into this house and we're doing like a block party. F- fill me in on this because this one, this one I think sets the stage for the mentality of a portion of of today's generation. Go ahead. From the blaze, teenagers broke into a Florida mansion to throw a massive party, and police say they will identify the culprits through videos they posted to social media. At the Walton County Sheriff's Office, they were called to a home by security on Blackwater Street in Walton County on Saturday. They found the aftermath of a massive party by teenagers who had broken into the mansion Friday evening. Some items were stolen, and the home was damaged. 
And police say the teens actually posted videos of what they did onto social media. It really baffles the imagination, the stupidity involved. Sheriff Michael Atkinson said these geniuses took their cell phones and videotaped everything and put it online. Atkinson said initially the police did not know the home had been broken into. Investigators discovered that flyers for the event had circulated for a week prior to the event. The sheriff told WEAR-TV that deputies are identifying the teens through these social media videos. We're running these folks down and figuring out who needs to be arrested, said Atkinson, and ultimately getting to the responsible party. The video shows some partygoers in a boxing match while others record the event on their cell phones. One teenager was bright enough to post a photograph of himself wearing jewelry found at the home. The sheriff said they'd already identified some of the individuals who participated in the party. Some were scholarship athletes. He added some parents and called them to snitch on their kids while other parents were not cooperating and making it tougher for their kids in the long run. Their behavior is just so out of hand they ought to be embarrassed. Atkinson added some of it's clearly criminal. I mean, thank God they're stupid. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Let me put on the jewelry and let me take pictures of it and let me take video of it and post it everywhere. I mean, first of all, if you're even in the house, um, there's a question about whether you should be arrested. Now, if you're invited there, somebody alleges it's their their house, I don't think it's up to you to, to check the deed records and find out if they do own it. But when there's a boxing match going on and it's a really nice $8 million house, and clearly, people are just tearing things up and rummaging through stuff that isn't theirs. You know, maybe you get the hell out of there. I mean, I'm, I'm, I was never the type to show up at some house party anyway. But Carrie, you tell me for an entire week they were, they were advertising this? Yes, they had the flyers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what are we talking about here? It, it, this is just, again, it, it's delinquency. It's criminal. It's a bunch of juveniles who should be out working. Now, am I, am I the oddball? I started working at 12. I was 12 years old. I got my first job cleaning out fish tanks. Mm-hmm. I wanted some money in my pocket. Because yeah. what's the saying? Idle hands are the um, devil's, are, was are, are the devil's, devil's something, work, playground I, or some crap. Oh, yeah, who knows? Something like that. You don't need idle hands, man. Go to work. Yeah. Go, go rake up a yard. Go, go cut the lawn. From? I mean, seriously, is it from their parents who've given them everything? And when I turned 16, I was expected to go out and get a job because that's just I didn't start at 12, but I started at 16. But these are kids who don't work, who think they can break into somebody's mansion, have a party, steal things, break things, put it on social media because they think it's funny. Um, I, I, I had don't to pay rent when I was 15, $50 a week rent when I was 15. Wow. All right. That's that's who my dad was. And it listen, hmm. it taught me responsibility. I didn't like it. I thought it was rude. I didn't what? charge my kids rent at 15. But um, but at the end of the day, it taught me responsibility. It taught me I wanted my own money in my pocket. And and I wanted to go to work. Now, I, I'm going to disagree. I don't think these are rich kids that are entitled because their parents spoiled them. I think these are probably kids from broken families who see that somebody has something nicer and assume they can go and take it. If I take mm. it, I've got it. Mm, but, but you don't. Wow. You can't pick the house up and put it on your back and take it away. And and again, thank God they're really, really stupid people because they're posting themselves. I saw some of this video of them having a a, a, a boxing match. Yeah. What the what the hell? Really? And and, and you're you're posting it. But I, 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 I guess mean, I guess the question I have is when they're advertising it for a week, does nobody in the neighborhood say to themselves, Well, they don't live there. 
I don't know. They Maybe can't do it was that. A, a teenage thing. I don't know. I don't know how they got away with that, actually. But Jack says it's idle hands with the devil's workshop. There you go. Oh, there you go. So at the end of the day, you've got bad people doing bad things. They're juvenile delinquents, and they're going to end up being adult delinquents as well. And this goes a lot into exactly why I said the other day we shouldn't have these juvenile records that get expunged when you're 18. I don't think so. I think society should know that you're a piece of crap and you're prone to acting like a piece of crap. And maybe after several years, it won't be on your permanent record, but it's still researchable because there are kids under 18 are doing really, really bad things in the neighborhood. And it just goes away when they become an adult as if they start with a, with a, a clean slate. I don't think so. I'm against that. I mean, at, at, the, at the end of, of this story comes the morality question and our values question in our society. You want an $8 million house, work your ass off, and maybe one day, probably not, but maybe one day, you can get one. Because whoever has that, Somebody along the line worked for it. They didn't steal an $8 million house. They did it somehow either through their hard work or their family's hard work or something happened. At the end of the day, you don't have the right to go anywhere near that house. You can't even knock on the damn door and trespass on the yard, much less go inside, have a boxing, a boxing match. I, I am I'm just not having it. I don't get it. I know. I know. And I will say kudos to the parents who snitched on their kids. Um they have to they have to take responsibility for this because if they don't who's going to stop them nobody keep I remember growing it. listen I understand that I grew up a long time ago but I understand I understand growing up there was a bad kid here and there like I could name all three bad kids in the entire school you know what I mean mm-hmm. I, and and now it's as if there's a competition to see who can mm-hmm. be the biggest idiot yeah I, have I mean seen seriously at, at this point strong. yeah it's as if they're trying to outdo their next door neighbor. I'm confused. Seriously. You, I don't want you to be worried. I want it to be better. I want it to get better grades. I want it to play my saxophone and French horn better. I want it to be a better baseball catcher. I want it to be a better worker at freaking Burger King. I want it to be better at whatever it was I was trying to do. And I, and I carry that on to this. It's called work ethic. It's called trying really hard. What made them think this was okay? And I mean, I just want to hear one of these, these snot-nosed idiots say, I thought it was okay because. Because you know what they're going to say? Well, they were out of town. What did they care? They weren't using it. <laughs> oh, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it's not yours. It doesn't make any sense. Mm-mm. It's like the, the value of hard work is out the window, and it was done on purpose. 888-941-PAGS. 888-941-7247. JoePags.com. I don't care if they're juveniles or not. They should go away for six months. I don't care. Lock it, lock that ass up and make them go away. Don't give me some slap on the wrist. Don't give me own recognizance. Don't release them to their parents. Lock their ass up. Teach them a lesson. A really hard lesson. They're not gonna, but this is what I think should happen. What do you think should happen? 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Stay here. This is the Joe Pags Show. Great to have you. Thanks. I appreciate you stopping by. It is the Joe Pags Show. 888-941-PAGS. 888-941-7247. JoePags.com. Stop by there and sign up for your favorite social media site. All right, go and do that. 
Um, uh, at the end of the day, these young people don't have the same work ethic because it wasn't instilled in them. I don't know that you're born with it. I think you, I think uh, certain people are born with the with the want to 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 succeed, the the drive to be number one at all times. I mean, I've got that where I I always want to be the best I can be. And I don't think I don't think you can you you can instill that in somebody. I think you have to be born with that sort of killer instinct. But work ethic can be taught, and work ethic and work and reward can be taught. And we're just not doing it right now. I'm not really sure why. Eight 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 nine four one Pags, JoePags.com. Got to remind you that Congress can play around with the numbers all they want. They can move the debt ceiling around. You cannot do that in your bank account, not in your checking account, not in your savings account, not in your four hundred one k. Uh uh. You can't jockey around with the kind of money you have coming in and the bills you have to pay out. If you're buried in bills and trying to keep up with the credit cards, the signature loans, the internet loans, and the timeshares, get off the treadmill. Get some Total Financial Freedom. If you owe more than $10,000, the team at Total Financial Freedom has been doing a great job for 15 years helping people like you resolve their debts and cutting their payments in many cases in half. Give them a call. Ask all the questions you've got. 800-833-9444. That's 800 800- 833-9444. Call right now. Ask about the free book, The Debt Dietitian. You've got to mention my name when you call to get that free book and learn how easy it is to cut your payments. You're going to appreciate their team. They're like-minded. They've got an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. No complaints at all. Call Total Financial right now. 1-800-833-9444. 1-800-833-9444 and ask for that free book right now. Let me go to the phone lines. I appreciate you taking the time. It's going to be line one. And Derek is in Minnesota. Derek, what's going on? Hi. Hey, Joe. Um, see, I just wanted to respond to this, uh, you know, the story of these kids that break into this mansion and, you know, kind of treat it like it's their own personal playground. Um, and you kind of had brought up the, you know, the question of where is this entitlement coming from? And I have an opinion on that. I think it's coming from the, the leaders in our country, especially on the left, you know, telling us for years that the, the rich in this country are not doing their fair share to take care of the bills for the country and they're not they're not doing enough for the rest of the country to take care of us and and make sure we have everything we could want or need and so that in that sense of entitlement and that sense of feeling that we are entitled to what those that have worked hard to get what they have um is being passed on through that messaging from that that side of the aisle well i'm with you i agree with you i think they've been disincentivizing people from going out and getting a getting a good job uh, for a long time. And they've also been, been you're right, playing class warfare, saying that the rich aren't paying their fair share, when that's a lie. The top 1% of, of wage earners in this country pay almost 40% of all taxes. The top 10% of wage earners in this country pay almost 70% of all taxes. This, These are facts. This isn't me making it up. This isn't me siding with the rich people and so on. This is telling the truth. I'm not really sure what the fair share would be if 70% isn't enough. I'm not sure what the fair share would be if 1% paying 40% isn't enough. But if you tell people that don't have, that those who do have are somehow screwing them, they're going to believe it. They're going to believe it because jealousy is a, a human reaction. It's a human emotion, and they're playing two sides against the middle. I don't know what they benefit other than the absolute control of all people. You've got to come to me for your money, for your transportation, for your clothing, for your food, for your water, for your electricity, for your heat, for your internet. If everybody's reliant on the government, the government can control us. You can only control people by dividing us. Because if we're not divided, if we're united and we're talking, 
They're not going to be able to win. That's what they keep on dividing us on whatever line they can, whether it's race or orientation or gender ID or, or level of economy. They're going to try to divide us at all turns, and that's what they continue to do. And it's working. Sadly, it's working. Dustin, Texas, what's going on? Hi. Hey, uh, how's it going, Joe Pags? Living a dream, man. I agree with uh, that last thing you just said as far as division. Uh, they are definitely trying to divide us. Another thing, work ethic and, you know, these kids down in Florida, they're there's absolutely needs to be somebody held accountable for that, whether it's the parents or, or the kids themselves, because yeah. there's just this, like, like has been said, a, a sense of entitlement and, you know, it, it, other people are, are struggling to get by and, and willing to work and bust their butt. But yet, you know, you got these other people out just taking, not, not incentivizing themselves, you know? Yes. You and I agree. I mean, it, it, we, we have to get back to a place where we instilled work ethic. And work ethic isn't just a, at work. It sounds like it would be. But work ethic on, on the football field. Work ethic in the basketball court. Work ethic while swimming in the pool. Work ethic while, while going to school, doing your homework, and getting a better grade. I mean, it, it's all encom- encompassing. Work ethic is something that will get you to a better life and more satisfaction in what that life is for you as compared to not having any work ethic and passing by an $8 million house and saying, well, screw it, we're going to have a house party there because they're they're rich and we hate them. I mean, that's really what we're raising right now. Let me go back at it. It's going to be uh, Tone in Minneapolis. Tone, what's going on? Hi. Hey, Joe. Uh, really enjoy your show. I Thank just you. wanted to say uh, I hope they do get prosecuted, people that busted in the house and all that. Yeah. I've had my brushes with the law, but when I did the crime, I was willing to do the time. Yeah. But if there's if everything goes right, maybe their friends will be there at the courthouse to post their convictions on social media, and then everybody can enjoy it too. <laughs> That'd be pretty good. Hey, I, I just wanted to call you and tell you that, and thanks a lot, man. I, you and Carrie's banter is great, man. Wow. Wow. He was go talking there. about you too. What's that? He's talking about you too. Listen, I haven't rickrolled anybody in so long. They mentioned Carrie; they're getting it. <laughs> oh wow, that's me. Okay, in the mood, I kind of mood I'm in today. Don't start, Lucky. I know you need a water pump. I, know. I can't get a water pump. You're going to get rickrolled. That's the way. That's the way it goes. <laughs> okay. uh, let me go back to the phone lines. I appreciate you taking the time, Matt. What's on your mind? Hi, Joe. When Carrie was reading the story, I, I at one point thought it's a hoax when she said that flyers were printed and circulated because I thought. People that age don't do flyers and certain. That's what we would have done in the eighties, right? And and I thought these kids wouldn't even know how to make a flyer and go to Kinko's and get it printed, and then wouldn't know where to put them. So at that point, I thought it was a hoax. But that that beside itself, I think the point that some people are missing is that the kids nowadays are not afraid of anything. Yeah, I mean, if you or I did that, my dad would have kicked my ass. Yeah, and then I'd have to talk to the vice principal at the high school. And then I'd have to maybe deal with the law. And I would have so definitely afraid of any of those things that this, this type of thing would have just never happened. Well, you and I agree. I mean, that, that, that was a real deterrent for me. Now, I generally speaking, wasn't a mischievous person anyway. But there is no way I was going to take a chance of my father with his gigantic hands tattooing my rear end if, if I decided to act like an idiot. I mean, it was very rare that I got myself in trouble. You could ask my mom this because I was, I was afraid. I wanted, first of all, I wanted to impress him. Wanted to impress her too, and secondly, I didn't want to be the bad kid. I had two older sisters; they were the bad kids. Um, but, but for me, I was not going to have my father's wrath because I did something stupid. Now I talked back to him here and there, I, and I got his wrath here and there anyway. But I wasn't the guy that would go and take over an eight million dollar mansion and hold a house party and not worry about the ramifications. Also, because, it, because oh, I was going to say you mentioned you know 
there were some scholarship athletes. I would be deathly afraid they're going to take away my scholarship if I ever did something like that. These kids didn't should, seem to care. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. No, they didn't seem to care. Got to do a break here. When we come back, it's going to be Senator Rand Paul. Keep it right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Always love having this young man on. He is, of course, the senator from the great state of Kentucky, Republican Rand Paul. Doctor, how are you? Good to see you. Very good. I always like when someone calls me a young man. I don't get called that anymore. So. <laughs> well, well, well you, you look young and vibrant to me, Senator, so hopefully that's okay. Um, I, I got to tell you, I get a kick every time I, I know that Fauci's going to sit down and take questions from you. I know that he hates it. I know that he's working on his end around how he cannot answer the questions, but you very directly asked this guy um, if anybody is making any royalties in the NIH from the sales and the pushing of these so-called vaccines, and he really didn't answer it, did he? I mean, he kind of, in a roundabout way, said, you don't really understand it, Senator. That, that's sort of his, his game with you. It, it's even worse than that. They're hiding the facts. They do know the facts. They know who the people are, and they know which companies they got the money from. But when an open secrets organization, a nonprofit, asked them, they refused to give it. And then the nonprofit got the information on Freedom of Information Act. And what they found was 1,800 doctors got $193 million. Wow. So this is not a small amount of money. This is a significant amount of money these doctors got. But then they redacted who the doctors' names were and which companies they got it from. So my question really is this. On the vaccine committee that approves a vaccine that uh, they're making billions of dollars off of, is there anybody on the vaccine committee who actually got royalties from that company? I would say that's the very least of transparency we should expect from our government. And his response was, they don't have to. The law says that they do not have to reveal this. So they have the gall when we pry and ask and try to find this information out, they have the gall to say, we're not doing it and we're redacting it. But this is going to end. If we win in November, I'm going to subpoena every last scrap of paper in his office, and we're going to tell the American people and the American public the truth about what's been going on over there. He cited some Dole Act or some sort of law that, that allowed for them to stay, uh, to, to stay uh, mysterious about who is and who isn't getting money. Why on earth would we ever, ethically speaking, I mean, legally it sounds like a problem too, but ethically speaking, allow people to suggest that children aged six months and higher, all the way up until we die in our 70s, 80s, and 90s, everybody on the planet should get this vaccine. And oh, by the way, don't tell anybody, I'm getting my pockets lined. Rand, that, that's crazy to me. I don't, I don't understand. Uh, thank God you brought it out. I didn't even know what was happening. How is that ethical at all? There's no way it is. And so we're going to get to the bottom of this. But we also went to the truth of the matter on the science. Is there science that says your five-year-old should be getting a booster vaccine, a third vaccine? So we've looked at this, and there are no studies, zero studies, showing that your five-year-old child or any child under 25, really under 50 probably, gets any benefit from a third vaccine. There's no reduced hospitalization and no reduced death, and we all know it doesn't block transmission. So if you're not having a reduction in hospitalization or death, why are they promoting it? Well, they looked at a study and they said, well, if we give kids a third dose of this mRNA vaccine that creates this viral protein, that they all produce antibodies. 
And I said, well, that's immunology, but that doesn't prove that, the, that it's protecting you. Right. All it proves is that every time you give a foreign protein to someone, they'll make antibodies. So you could give somebody 100 vaccines, and they'll still make antibodies every time you give them a vaccine. But it doesn't mean you need 100 vaccines. And so this is a very important point, and I'm not the first to make it. There are many good scientists on the Internet now that if you follow them, Marty McCary from Johns Hopkins has right. made the point. Vinay Prasad is another MD, um, master's in public health as well, who's making this point. So there's a lot of scientists out there calling into question the CDC. But interestingly, if you look at big tech, all of these viewpoints are suppressed and they put the government viewpoint towards the top. So you have to really search the Internet to try to find the truth about uh, whether you should give your kid a vaccine or not. When we go directly to the CDC, the tweet from Rochelle Walensky yesterday was, Today I endorsed ACIP's recommendation that all children six months through five years of age should receive a COVID-19 vaccine. Parents, I strongly encourage you to get your children vaccinated against COVID-19. Then there's a link. Um, first of all, it doesn't vaccinate you against anything. As you said, it just makes you build antibodies to the proteins that we're putting in. When I talked to Dr. Uh, Dr. Robert Malone, Dr. Peter McCullough, when I talked to Dr. Richard Urso, these guys all say, and I don't think that you disagree with this, that this, the, the spike proteins don't go directly to the lungs and fight COVID. They go everywhere in your body. We have no idea what the long-term effects are. How can we have somebody who's the director of the, of the, the Centers for Disease Control, Senator, tell us that we're recommending that a six-month-old child who has basically no risk whatsoever, unless there's some wild comorbidity, to go and get this shot that's experimental at best, and we have no idea what the long-term uh, um, symptoms could be. So parents can't make an intelligent decision if the CDC is withholding the science. Right. The death rate for children under 15, if they get COVID, is about one in two million. So that's uh, less than lightning. It's less than drowning. It's right. less than electrical shock. I mean, it's it's less than just about anything you can imagine your child dying from. One in two million. But here's the other question I asked Dr. Fauci: If your child has already had COVID, 75% of kids under 11 have already had COVID. It may be as high as 80% because this is about a month old now. So 75 to 80% of kids have already had COVID. If your child has already had COVID, what is the chance they get COVID again and that they die from it or they have to go to the hospital? I think the answer is zero. Yeah. Because it's already very low even for children just without, even if they've not had COVID previously or not been vaccinated. But if your child's already had it and their chance of going to the hospital or dying is virtually or if not zero, why in the world would you want to vaccinate them? But the CDC will not release that data. Certainly they ask it. Are they setting up their studies for vaccine efficacy and not asking the people, have you already had COVID or not testing them? How could you test whether a vaccine works if you're not testing whether people already had COVID, which is also protective? And, and on one hand, you've got Fauci telling you, I can't cite a study to answer that question about whether children uh, five years old uh, should, should be getting this. At the same time, the same day or the day after, Walensky saying everybody should go and get it. And by the way, this isn't really even a vaccine. This is not FDA approved. Community is not available. Spike jab is not available. These are still EUA. So these are still experimental um, um, shots that we're telling people go out and get. And we can't back it up with science as to why they should go out and get it. So what should people watching and listening do, Senator? And you didn't know this, but I just got over COVID last week. I'm 55 years old. I've got no, no comorbidities. I've never taken the shot, and I'm never going to take the shot, and I feel damn fine. Why should my 7-year-old daughter have to stand in line and get this shot in the arm when Dad handled it no problem at my age? Yeah, they're, they're just not being honest about it. Right. And uh, basically, it's this noble lie that everyone should get it. Just stick your head in the sand and don't think about it. It's like we're not smart enough to make these decisions. 
But uh, really, it's a waste of resources as well. The government, the taxpayer paying for it. To vaccinate kids who have already had it is, a, is really uh, not advisable. And uh, you should ask your pediatrician. If you have risk factors or your child's had leukemia or been ill, by all means, take your physician's advice on whether or not they should be vaccinated. But uh, kids largely don't die from this. And if your kid's already had it, I think the risk may be zero so, for so dying from it if you've already had it at least once. And it is really malpractice for them to be pushing this vaccine on kids who have already had COVID. And uh, it's not, it, they're not giving you informed consent. I mean, they're taking away the information that could allow you make it make an informed consent. It's the same way if you're older. Let's say you're 70 and you yeah. are at some risk for dying from COVID, but you've had two vaccines and you've already had COVID after that. Do you really need a booster? Well, the only way to know that is to get information on people who have already had two vaccines and COVID, how many of them are going to the hospital and how many they're dying. They finally did release this. I think it was almost an accident. But last January, they released, what are your risk factors if you've had no vaccine, but you've had COVID? What are your risk factors of getting COVID again and going to the hospital? It's 57 times less likely to go to the hospital if you've already had COVID once. So your protection is 57 times better. The vaccine, they say, is 20 times better than no vaccine. So it turns out that getting the disease naturally is about two times better than the vaccine. But they don't want anybody, oh, don't, don't take any of this information. But uh, it's mostly disinformation, and that's the irony of the government wanting to set up a disinformation board, is that the government is the primary source here of disinformation. Well, thank you so much for telling us the truth. I know you've got another interview waiting. Uh, you wanted to make quick mention of Mo Brooks out of Alabama. What did you want the, the people watching and listening to know? Well, you know, he was the traditional conservative, and the election was yesterday, so he didn't win. But it's, it's disappointing that, uh, you know, the establishment is going to be picking up another seat in the Senate here. I hope that the establishment candidate will be better than I expect. But I worry. I, I worry that we'll get more big government Republicans. And frankly, that's been the problem. We still have Obamacare because seven Republicans deserted the cause and voted to keep Obamacare. Right. We can't pass a, a balanced budget. You know, my budget that balances in five years because 18 big government Republicans voted against it. And I had an amendment to fire Fauci the other day, and we lost six Republicans. So these primaries are important. I mean, I'll bet you at home 90% of the people would like us to fire Fauci and replace him with other individuals that are approved by the Senate. And yet up here, we still lose a significant number from the Republican Party. And it's because you're not sending us our, your best a lot of times. We need to have everybody get motivated. They were in 2010 during the, the beginning of the Tea Party movement where everybody was rising up. And uh, so anyway, I did my best for Mo. He didn't win, but uh, he was a proven conservative here and uh, was a good representative in Congress. Well, hopefully we'll do better in November for sure, because uh, we, we saw the boondoggle over the Second Amendment yesterday. A bunch of Republicans jumping ship there as well. Senator Rand Paul, I appreciate you taking the time. I know you've got to run. Let's do it again very soon. Thank you. Thanks. All right. We're back after this. Stay right here. Joe Pags. I appreciate you stopping by. Thanks a lot for being here. Lots going on. Lots to get to. Lots to talk about for sure. 
Appreciate uh, Senator Rand Paul coming on, and I like how he questions Fauci. He doesn't take any of his crap, and it turns out there are royalties being paid to members of the government. All right, so if you're the pharmaceutical company and you're paying royalties to government members, then the government can turn and tell people and suggest very, very strongly that people go and get this, this shot in the arm. How is that not an ethics problem? And as Rand Paul says, it certainly is an ethics problem. How could it not be? You're basically paying for them to push it. It's almost like the insurance companies when Obamacare was coming around. They were like, whoa, the government's going to tell people to go and buy insurance? The government's going to tell people to go and buy the product that we offer? Wow, we're all for that. That makes sense to me. Let's go. And and at the end of the day, you've got you've got Fauci who, when asked about this, says, "Well, they don't they don't have to they don't have to tell anybody. They're they're not forced to disclose because of some law, uh, the Dole Law or the Dole Act, whatever the hell he's talking about." And then when asked whether whether kids should go and get this shot, his answer is, "I don't have any studies in front of me to do." Them. Well, then why are we pushing it? The same day he's saying, "I don't have any study, any medical study, any any research study that will show how effective this is or isn't for children." Why is the CDC and Walensky pushing the idea that everybody should go and get it if you're six months old or older? It's crazy to me. Then I saw the freaking um, Pfizer guy, the CEO from Pfizer today, talking about how we have to how we have to have a new mRNA vaccine every year. Screw you, man. Honestly, enough is enough. I should be the reason why you go and talk to your doctor because I just kicked COVID's ass. I should be the reason why. Well, that guy's okay, and he's at a higher risk group than a six-month-old is or a five-year-old is, then maybe I should talk to my doctor before I go and just say, hey, um, uh, maybe I'll just take it because Walensky says so or because Fauci says so. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Your thoughts when you just heard from uh, Dr. Rand Paul um, in just a moment. First, though, we do have this, this late-breaking news um, from Uvalde. And, uh, Carrie, there's been a lot of controversy about this, this IST chief, Arredondo, and I guess there's been some news on on his future today. What do you have for me? Yes, this is from Dr. Hal Harrell. He is the superintendent from the Uvalde Consolidated Independent School District. From the beginning of this horrible event, I shared the district would wait until the investigation was complete before making personnel decisions. Today, I am still without details of the investigations being conducted by various agencies and because of the lack of clarity that remains and the unknown timing of when I will receive the results of the investigations, I have made the decision to place Chief Arredondo on administrative leave effective on this date. Lieutenant Mike Hernandez will assume the duties of the UVISD chief of police. He will continue to seek qualified candidates to join our police department that we prepare for the new school year. And there will be no further information released regarding this personnel matter. Okay, so that's the ISD. The, 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 he's the chief of police for the ISD. He's also now a, a city council member in Uvalde. And he hasn't gone to work yet. He got sworn in, but he hasn't gone and sat on the council yet. So a local resident said, um, you need to get rid of him now. And I, I can't think of her name off the top of my head. I saw the video of her today, and I might even try to get her on the show. But she goes in front of the city council, and, and it turns out what she says is Arredondo is asking for a leave of absence from the city council. And the council can say yes or no. And the council should say no, according to this resident. They did. Because then if it, so they did say no. Because yes. I, I know that they, go, go ahead. You've got something more on that or not? And no, well, we I don't have it in front of me, but the council voted. Yeah, yeah he cannot miss um, 
he cannot because he asked for a leave of absence from the city council right. and they voted that no. Good. Not. Okay, so so if he misses three in a row then, they can kick him off. Mm-hmm. And that's what it was. If they would have given him the leave of absence, they couldn't do anything for eight months. But them saying no to his leave of absence is, in my opinion, very good because he should not be in the city council. He certainly shouldn't be the, the ISD police chief, knowing what we're finding out about not even checking the door to see if it was unlocked. I'm getting more news stories in my, in my inbox every day about Uvalde and how more research, more studies, more news stories are saying they never even checked the door that was unlocked. They could have walked in. And now, I, I don't know if you've seen these pictures or video either, but I've seen a still picture of they were not only were they armed, the police officers, they all had rifles, they all were wearing body armor, they were all, they were all wearing protection, they were acting like they weren't. Remember, they said, we can't go in, we don't have the protection. Yeah, it's clearly, you can see that in those pictures, yes. So, I mean, we're looking at this going, what on earth is stopping you from taking two more feet forward and opening it? They didn't even try the door. How, how is that possible? Because the story that we got at first was that they needed to track down the janitor. The janitor had the keys. And then the story we just had a couple of days ago was, well, they didn't have a specific key to that door. So they were trying the master key on other doors to see if they could find the actual master before going into that door. They weren't even trying the actual door where the guy was, where he was killing people. And Arredondo gets sworn in a week later into the city council. And he still has his job? Now, I don't know this guy. Might be a nice guy. I'm not here to say he's a he's a horrible person. I'll say this. Dereliction of duty. I, I, I'll say this. Horrible decisions that were made. He should not benefit from any taxpayer's dime after that display of, of cowardice. And, and how do you not try the door? I just don't understand. I want to understand it. I want to say, okay, I get it now. They didn't try the door because. And for the days after the actual massacre in Uvalde, we were hearing, though, well, you're going to hear some information that shows why police did what they did. That never came out. That never showed up. That never came to fruition. And I think there were good cops in the hallway that were listening to Arundando, Arundando, and probably shouldn't have been. And, and, and this is, I mean, as this thing, as this thing unfolds, and if more information is coming in a month later, we're finding out even worse than we thought, which is crazy to me. I'm glad that he's on leave of absence. He should be launched from that job. Goodbye. Because you're the chief of police of the ISD and 20, 21 innocent people died on your watch. Maybe you shouldn't have that job and certainly shouldn't be on the city council. Um, so it's going to be interesting to watch that as well. Is there anything else that, that that's popped up on this? Because, I mean, it seems like every day there's more information showing up. No, certainly the news about Arredondo today, that, that's been the most recent. All right. Appreciate that. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. We've got Dr. Katie Kuhlman on next hour. We're going to talk about uh, Border Patrol agents getting in trouble for doing their jobs on horseback and also the wokeness showing up in our military. Keep it here. Coming back. This is the Joe Pags Show.